Are you a Catholic woman who loves your faith, but finds certain aspects of living it out challenging and confusing? Are you a Catholic wife striving for a healthy, holy marriage and sex life, but don't know where to turn for straightforward, faithful, nitty-gritty answers to some of your deep and delicate questions? Are you a Catholic mom who's tired of the compare and despair game we all fall victim to on social media, and are just in need of some solidarity as you discover your own unique motherhood? Are you tired of the sunshine and rainbows pitch and want to lean into the both and of the mess that happens when the truths of our faith get lived in a fallen world? Well, if that's where you find yourself, you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Emily Frazee, your host of the Total Wine Podcast. I'm here to dig deep and tackle topics that we are all curious about, but maybe too afraid to ask. I'll answer it all with honesty and humor because living the faithful life can make you either laugh or cry. And well, laughing burns more calories. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Total Wine Podcast. Uh, Today, I am going to do a review of the Barbie movie, and I'm going to use it as a springboard to offer my own commentary about feminism and patriarchy and all these topics that everyone is just getting their panties in a complete twist about over this movie. Um, but first of all, I'm going to start with, I, I'm going to critique a lot of things and, and probably I, I would, I would couch this as like, this is going to be a critique of all of the critiques because yeah, I just, I can't get over the impression, like going see this movie, reading the reviews, I, I heard like so much of the conversations happening about this movie and going into this movie, I, I would just, I was, I was like, did we watch the same movie? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, now I, I will say this, this is not me saying you need to go see this movie in theaters. I could give a flip if you see this movie. Uh, in theaters or once it comes out on Netflix and you just use your subscription for that. I, I could care less. Uh, frankly, when I, when my friend reached out and was like, hey, you want to go see the Barbie movie? I was like, okay, like a girl's night. I could go for that. That sounds really great. But also good freaking night. When did movie tickets start costing more than what it would take to get me drunk in a bar? And of course, like as soon as she asked this, I was thinking to myself, I was like, huh, like we're going to go see a movie in the evening. I don't remember the last time I watched a movie in the evening and I didn't have like a beer or a scotch or a glass of wine while I was watching it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going for a girl's night, but I, there, I, I'm going to be not drinking any alcohol. <laughs> and that literally gave me pause for a minute. Am I proud of it? No. Am I an alcoholic? No. I have one drink, two drinks, done. But it's just like, I'm going to go watch a movie without booze. And I was literally starting to think like, wait, how could, could I smuggle something in? Like, how could I do this? Like, okay, we've got some water bottles. Like, I don't want to do a flask because that's obvious. But, and yeah, I was just, I figured it was more trouble than it was worth. And I can go an evening without drinking alcohol while watching a movie. Like, really, is it going to kill me? It didn't. It didn't. Um, but yeah, that was, that was literally the first thought in my mind of like, oh, I'm gonna spend my evening not unwinding with a glass of Dewar's or some Malbec. Oh, well, it was worth it. Um, but as I was watching this movie, you know, I, of course I saw all of the, 
we there's no way any of us have escaped even if we wanted to live under a rock we have all been just inundated with everybody's take about like the feminism in the movie whether it was amazing and so uplifting for women or it's so demeaning to men and the downfall of society as we know it like it just we've all just been inundated with that and i'm sitting in this movie and i am just like there were so many laugh out loud moments i'm just cracking up laughing and it's been literally six years since i went to the theater and I forgot how much fun it is to go to a movie and watch something with a group of strangers, like a crowd of strangers, and we're all watching this at the same time and having the same reactions. Like, there is something about that. And I know, like, especially, like, post-COVID, like, we're all kind of more attuned to these things that we do where there is this sense of community created. Um... So just like completely aside from it, it wouldn't have mattered which movie it was, the fact that it was the Barbie movie and like, you know, we're sitting there and, uh, you know, you could hear a pin drop at certain moments or like everybody's just killing themselves laughing. And yeah, I just, as I'm watching this, I was thinking to myself, nowhere, nowhere in any review that I read anywhere did anybody make mention of the fact that this movie is laugh out loud funny. And there's like this level of ridiculousness to it. Oh my gosh, y'all. Ryan Gosling is Ken. So ridiculous. But the movie's very self-aware of how ridiculous it is. It is purposefully over the top. It is purposefully like just pink and Barbie on steroids. And every single little girl who had a Barbie who's watching this movie gets that. Like, that's what it is. Barbie world is about Barbie. It's not about Ken. Ken is, I, I, I actually did see this um, in somebody's review, that Ken is an accessory to Barbie. Like, when you're talking about the universe of this toy, Ken is an accessory. Um, now, is that, like, making a statement about men in general? Like, listen, if that, if that was your takeaway... Oh, anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, but anyway, point being, I just wanted to put this out there. Now, I, I put this in my Instagram stories last night after I got home from watching the movie. And here's the thing that kind of like, I just, it kind of takes me off. I'm not going to lie. It does kind of tick me off. It, it's not tick, ticks me off. It's not like necessarily the right word, but I just, I just wish, I wish we had more courage. I hate that we live in this world where we let the extremes on both sides dominate the conversation because the people in the middle, the normal people, there's a lot of us. And I wish that we had the guts to just talk because when I put this in my stories last night that this movie was laugh out loud funny, I probably had 10 or 15, maybe 20 people reach out to me and be like, you know, I, I thought the same exact thing and I didn't want to talk about that, but I went to this movie and I didn't get it. Like, I was just laughing. I just thought it was just good entertainment. And the thing that just irks me is that we are so afraid to say that 
But I have found this over and over again in so many different areas. Certainly when I speak about NFP and like all this, it's all you need is just that one person to get out there and say it. And then all of a sudden everybody drafts behind like, oh, I think the same thing. So I'm just putting this out. I know that these voices in the extreme side of things are very loud. And so we think that they're the only voices that are out there. They're not. There are people in the middle who can still go to a movie and just watch a movie because it's entertaining. That still exists. And it's probably you listening to this. So my point is like, talk about that. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, you know what? Everybody's like got their hair on fire about a movie about a doll. I thought it was funny. It was a visual feast. You know, we're not like making this commentary about bodies and the roles of men and women. Like it was a movie about a doll and every girl who had Barbies got that. But instead, you get Ben Shapiro lighting Barbies on fire as like a form of protest and talking about how this is the end of men as we know it for 45 minutes. <laughs> what is happening with us? Like, to me, this is the downfall of America. Not this movie about feminism. It's the fact that we watch a movie about a doll and all we can talk about is like these political talking points instead of just being like, you know what? Every work of art has a social critique to make, but at the end of the day, it is also like a work of art kind of in a general sense. And like visually, like the plot was interesting. It was incredible like it was fun looking at the sets and the costumes and like how many of us were watching us and all these memories of barbie costumes that we had as girls growing up like came back there was so much nostalgia there that was just fun and like yes okay i want america ferrera's monologue like tattooed on my wrist or something probably on well not on my back because then I can't see it I just I want it printed somewhere where I can see it because that was a moment of the movie where I was just like oh my gosh yes the pressure of being a woman and the fact that we can never satisfy what somebody else else's preconceived notions of being a woman is and how confusing that is and how frustrating that is and again, like this is this is social commentary that's coming from the secular world. So as Catholics, as Christians, like we're never going to be fully satisfied with the commentary that it's making. We're always going to find something that is lacking. Um, we're always going to find something that like is like, oh, it's so close, but then it just misses the mark. But at the end of the day, it was just an enjoyable piece of entertainment. It was ridiculous and very self-aware about how ridiculous it was. Yes, there were these undercurrents of social commentary, and I'm going to get into talking about that in a second, but, like, it was fun! And, like, all of you melancholic temperaments out there who were like, but the social commentary, it is therefore wrong, and we must protest it because it's against our tribe, and, like, this tribalism, and rah, it's like, what is our side saying? It's like, no, at the end of the day, please, let us sanguines just kind of restore order and balance to things. Sometimes you can, believe it or not, just go to a movie and just laugh. Oh, and by the way, I find it so rich that we're going to have this conversation about a movie where there is no sex, no nudity. There is one F-bomb and it is hysterically bleeped out. 
but we're going to praise Oppenheimer like in some circles. And there's like this, I haven't seen it yet, but there's supposedly like this sex scene in there that's way over the top. But we're going to say that this is a good movie because it's really grappling with the stuff of humanity. But this Barbie movie is the end of, it's the end of civilization as we know it. For Pete's sakes, everybody, just lighten up. I'm not necessarily saying that to you listeners. I'm saying that to all the people out there who have their hair on fire about this movie. It just, like I said, I, I, was, I came out of that and I was just like, did we go see the same movie? If a man goes and sees Barbie and comes out feeling threatened, he's telling on himself. He's very much telling on himself. Like That is not a man who is secure in who he is as a man. It has nothing to do with any woman. And that's kind of what I want to segue into is like, okay, I do want to give my own take, my own critique of the Barbie discourse on feminism. Before I get into that, just one other thing. Can we also acknowledge the fact that this was capitalism at its finest? Their marketing campaign was amazing. It was amazing. They did an excellent job in marketing, okay? like over the top so I mean like that could be a critique unto itself is like geez like maybe this is the downfall of America is like you know we get dressed up in pink to go see a movie like no that's actually like good job guys who was your marketing team can I take some notes we can talk about the ethics of everything later but just wanted to add that as a note okay so let's get into like the 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 feminism and the the patriarchy and all of that and again if any man went and saw this movie and and walked away feeling threatened and i'm just going to keep using him as the extreme example but literally lighting barbies on fire and and firing off a 45 minute rant that destroys this movie the problem sir is you <laughs> Just because the masculinity, the patriarchy that is portrayed in this movie is a caricature of manhood, and purposefully so. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Now, I will be getting into spoilers. Um, so if you don't, if you want to listen to this after you watch the movie, pause it, come, you know, earmark it, come back to it later. Um, but Ken... I saw somebody, uh, Chris Damien, um, I follow him. I don't always agree with everything that he says, but he like put out this really good point that like the patriarchy that Ken clings to is rooted in his own uh, lack of a sense of self. There's He has no roots. He has no understanding of who he is apart from Barbie, which like, okay, when you think about the toy itself, that's, that is the whole world of the toy is like, nobody was buying Ken's, everybody was buying Barbies. Um, so just kind of, there, there's two different things to talk about whenever we're looking at this, like, oh, Ken is pointless. And then we're saying that men are pointless. No, within the world of the toy of Barbie, Ken is pointless. Barbie is, is it. Okay. So can we just kind of keep the focus there, but if we do want to extrapolate it out and like turn it into this bigger commentary, it's rooted in the fact that he doesn't know who he is apart from Barbie. And so he tries to grasp at control. 
He goes out into the real world. He sees men like dominating everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is what I want. This is what's going to help me be myself. And I see this a lot in Catholic circles and fund like there is a strain of Catholic fundamentalism that is very much the caricature of Ken that I saw on that screen. It's the caricature of masculinity that says that I am the leader and you shall do everything that I say. And I, if you do not obey me, if you do not submit to me, then I do not have leadership and everything falls apart and this is not what God intended. Did we not see shiny happy people? When in fact, leadership has nothing to do with dominance. It has nothing to do with control. And if it does... You're not a leader, you're a dictator, and your downfall is coming, if history has taught us anything. And which the Barbie movie taught us as well, incidentally. But this whole idea of like, th this competition, and I'm not saying that like, oh yes, well we need the matriarchy, we need an all-female Supreme Court, but the fact that like Ben Shapiro is threatened because it's a black female president, that that makes it woke. Sit down, like no. It's the Barbie world, okay? It's the Barbie world. In the Barbie world, you have a, a female president, okay? That's what happens. You have an all-female Supreme Court in Barbie world. That's what happens, okay? But if you actually watch the movie and, like, Greta Gerwig is not necessarily saying that that's good either, right? Because look at the outcome. None of the Kens have a sense of worth aside from Barbie, and so when one Ken, like breaks Amish and goes out and sees what's going on in the real world, he comes back and it all goes to, like, I mean, it becomes horrible, right? And she's actually making that comment that, it, it, this is what I got out of it, was that, no, it's not about saying that we need all women everything or all men everything. It's that if we actually have all of the power isolated within one sex alone, we have problems on both ends of the spectrum. And that's the larger point that I want to make, and I will hopefully make very briefly and very succinctly, is that this is like the whole stupid battle of the sexes. And this is like, this is what the, the Andrew Tates of the world are putting out there. And any man who feels threatened by a woman's accomplishments is making this same mistake. Any man who's like, well, you know, she's trying to have it all, so therefore, like, what's my point? What's the point for me? Like, they're turning themselves into these Kens, and it's like, we have to get back to, like, what, what leadership actually means. What does the scripture actually tell us about the relations between men and women? If you go back to Genesis, if you go back and you read before the fall, Man and woman are equal before God. They are different. And I think that this is, this is something I reflected on a lot, that in a, in a fallen world, we see differences on a hierarchy. If you are different, there is somebody, there is somebody who is different in such a way that is better than me and, and, and people who are different in ways that are worse than me. No, we're just different. Just different. That does not put us on a hierarchy. But that's something that we do so often that we think that because we are different, well, then one is above the other. No, in fact, if you go back and you read Genesis, I think it's Genesis 3.16, that this was, the, the, 
male domination, this hierarchy of the sexes is actually a result of the fall. It's not what God intended from the beginning. Because if you read it and the, the curse that God gives to Eve, what does he say? Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall lord it over you. He shall lord it over you. Male domination is the product of the fall. Male headship, male domination over woman, is a product of the fall. That is not what God intended. And if you go to Ephesians, if you go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, and you look at how Paul starts the infamous wives be submissive to your husbands, he actually starts with, both of you submit yourselves to Christ. There is absolute equality before Christ. But then he goes on and he says that there's differences, right? Right? There's differences in the way that we live out this submission. And how do men live out this submission? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He laid his life down for her. He did not dominate her. He did not lord over her. He was her servant. How we've gotten this so screwed up, I don't know. But again, if you go see the Barbie movie and this is a threat to your manhood, you're telling on yourself. And it's not very nice. When I was working in DC, I had just the honor and the joy of working for an incredible man. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but um, he was retired military, very high up in the military. And um, when I was interning, he came and talked to, before I started working, I interned. And uh, he came and gave a talk to the interns. And I will never forget, he gave a talk on leadership. And if anybody is qualified to talk about leadership, it was this man. I will never forget what he, how he defined leadership. He said, leadership means that you delegate authority and you retain responsibility. Now, in military terms, obviously, he's, he's retired military. Um, in military terms, you can think about it like this. Like if you are um, the general or the, the, the ranking officer over a group of men and you give an order, you are giving them the authority to execute that order. But then if they screw up on the job, who is going to answer to the chain of command? You. That's leadership. Leadership means, again, I'm going to say it again because I think it's just so good and it's so profound. Leadership means that you delegate authority and you retain responsibility. And the problem is, is that any man who saw this movie and was threatened, he's probably one of those men who delegates responsibility and tries to hog all of the authority. And that's what I see, so, like, in, in, in a lot of Catholic circles where it's like, you know, yes, wives need to be submissive to their husbands, but they mean it like a doormat. This, this like, strain of fundamentalism where it's like, you know, we all saw shiny, happy people and the whole umbrellas of influence. It's like Christ and then the umbrella. And it's like, dude, this is so, like, redundant. Why do we need this many umbrellas? This makes no sense. Anyway, I don't want to go too far down that tangent. But that's leadership. And if you're inverting that, you're not a leader. 
You're a dictator. You're a despot. You're demanding people to follow you, but if you are a leader, you don't have to demand people to follow you. See, when I was working for this man, I, look, I when I graduated college, I was 22, I had an architecture degree, and now I'm going to work in the political sphere in Washington, D.C., and I eventually became um, the executive assistant to this man, and it was amazing. He was not threatened by me at all. He saw me as a person, as a human being. Now, if anybody could have had the tendency or the right to be a misogynist, it would be him. But instead, he saw, hey, you know what? She has gifts and talents. She is a human being worthy of my investment. I want to invest in her. I want to help cultivate her gifts and talents, not just for myself, but for her sake. And that's what he did with me. It was incredible. I was so lucky to work for this man. When I when I finally left uh, to stay home with my daughter, and I told him, I cried. I was. I, it was so hard to leave. There was one time uh, he was giving a speech at a very prestigious place, and um, he asked my opinion. He he gave me. He wrote out a speech and he gave it to me because I I became his editor. Uh, I would I would edit everything for him, um, and he really valued my opinion, which was incredible. I mean, like, why would this man value my opinion? But he did, um, and that, you know, he put confidence and trust in me, and I became very confident and trustworthy as a result. He he lived up to what he defined a leader to be. And I'll never forget this. I came back to him and I gave him my feedback on his speech. And he immediately implemented what I suggested. And I told him straight up. I, I talked to him like an equal. With respect and deference, but like an equal. And he received it. And he implemented it. He was not threatened by me. Because he was secure in who he was. He was a true is, excuse me, is a true leader. And this is what we're missing. This is like any, seriously, any man who goes to this movie and walks away thinking that, you know, this is, this is an attack on him. Run. <laughs> that guy, has, he needs some serious help. He needs help. Now, the feminism that is that is portrayed, again, like America Ferreira's monologue, I was like, I want that printed. I want that on my wall. Every single woman who watched that just felt what she said. And you, if you haven't watched the movie, you'll know when you see it. If you have watched the movie, you know precisely what I'm talking about. We all felt that to our core, what she said. We all felt that. And here's the final thing that I want to just kind of push you a little bit to. We don't have to agree with every single part of something that we watch in order to be able to come out and say, yes, we, you should watch this movie. Believe it or not, you can watch movies and take issue with some of the things that are said and it not be a bad movie. You can listen to somebody talking to you and not agree with everything that they say and it doesn't make them a bad person. 
we've gotten into this stupid place where it's just everything is all or nothing. Everything is black and white. It's either you are on my side or you are not. Now, okay, I get it. In a moral sense, there is black and white. I'm not saying that there is not. But people are very gray. Ideas, actions, these things can be judged as black and white, certainly. Right? A sin is a sin, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, you know, blur the lines there. But people are gray. Our motivations for what we do, the things that we think, that we talk about, we can mess up and we don't have to be canceled for it. We can hold the complexity and the duality of human beings and not pan them entirely. To go back to Ben Shapiro, there's plenty of things that he says that I agree with. I just thought this was a really stupid moment of his. Am I going to go out and say that, like, oh, Ben Shapiro is a horrible person because he burned a Barbie? No. I do stupid stuff all the time. Does that make me a bad person? No. just means I have the ability to mess up. So what? What are we doing with these mistakes? Are we learning? When we go watch these movies where our, I, the way that we think and what we believe is challenged, do we crumble? Do we like, oh, this was a terrible movie. I never want to watch this again. Well, that's a very, that's, that's childish. That's very childish. I much prefer to have my ideas challenged. To me, that's fun. Yeah, like, oh, man, I never thought about this perspective. And it doesn't change the truth, like big T truth. It just changes how I talk about it. It changes how I think about it. It changes how I communicate it. It helps me to remember that, you know, you hear that phrase like, facts don't have feelings. Okay, yeah, but people do. And I can talk about the facts in ways that are compassionate and ways that are very sensitive and attentive to the person that I'm delivering this information. Facts don't have feelings is not permission to be a jerk. A jerk is a jerk. I don't care how right you are. I'm getting a little bit on a tangent here. And actually, I just heard, heard that my baby woke up and he's crying. So I'm going to have to cut this short. But, um... Yeah, where, I, I just, America, come on, where has our sense of humor gone? Where has our, why does everything have to be serious? Do we not understand that, like, this is part of our power? This is part of the way that we can actually be subversive? That we can challenge the status quo? Is to laugh. When did we think that everything has to be dramatic and serious in order to be important? This is like a huge critique, by the way, of the Oscars, you know, right? The only things that come up for Oscars are the things that are like all the, they're like these gritty, like, dramas that like, you know, plumb the depths of human emotions and we're going to recognize this at the Oscars, right? Can, can we just laugh? Can we just have fun? Can we go to watch a movie just for the pure enjoyment of being entertained and walk away and just be like, yeah, that was very entertaining. All right, let me go about my life. Thank you so much for the laugh. Now I'm going to live. We've lost the ability to do that. And frankly, that's the thing that scares me the most. That's the thing that is most concerning to me. Is not the commentary about feminism. It's not Ben Shapiro burning Barbies. It's that we forgot how to laugh. We forgot how to have a sense of humor. 
And I'll leave with this. Uh, when I was thinking about the man that I wanted to marry, top of my list, like right underneath, he needed to be Catholic. And it's not because I think that, you know, you should, Catholics should marry non-Catholics. That's not what I'm saying. I knew for me personally, I needed to marry a Catholic. I just needed that. Okay. I just needed us to be simpatico on that level. But right underneath that, sense of humor. And that has been one of the best non-negotiables that has played out so well in my life and my marriage. And my math was this. Life is, is crazy, okay? I didn't know, I knew that getting married meant that life was going to throw me some crazy things. And I wanted to make sure that the person that I was going to do life with was able to laugh about them. I wanted somebody who at the end of the day, no matter what we would go through, could still find something to laugh about. There was something about laughter that keeps us sane. There's something about laughter that keeps us grounded. And the fact that nobody, literally nobody, this is probably the first thing you've heard where anybody mentioned that the Barbie movie was funny. It was laugh out loud funny. And that, that's what I find to be the most scary thing. Not about the Barbie movie, but about our reaction to it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it brightened your day and that you laughed as much as you learned. If you're enjoying the show and want more people to learn about what I share here, please leave a review and even share with a friend. I hope you'll join me again soon. Until then.